0: To episode three of this podcast, the second floor. Uh, my name is Yusuf, one of the hosts here, along with Omid and Kenny, and we're excited to introduce our uh, special guest today, Kurum Sultan. He is a uh, CEO of uh, In the Dark Corporation, yeah. right? And uh, yeah, we're gonna dig deep into what it's like to be Kurum and go behind the scenes.
1: You know, I got to say, I think the craziest thing about Karam Sultan here is the fact that when I found him on Instagram, one, I'm not going to lie, I was a little bit jealous. You know, I was like, how does this brown guy have over 5,000 followers? He looks just like me. What is he doing that I'm not doing? But then, you know what I did? I started scrolling through your stuff. Yeah. And I couldn't help but see how active you are on there. Yeah. Right? Like everything that you're doing is what's really neat is you're making your own videos. You're constantly putting content out there. Mm-hmm. That it, to me, it's not just you boasting. Yeah. It's you, where you're like, "Hey, I'm gonna put something out there," yep. where it's it's going to be useful to my particular audience. Yeah. So, from from me looking at that from like a third person perspective, like from the outside in, mm-hmm. how do you view posting on Instagram?
2: Um, I actually had like a bit of a difficulty wanting to post frequently. Um, about like close to last year, I was about at 980 uh, followers and I remember I had that dilemma where I didn't want to post something and be like hey look at me I'm better than you right so for a long time uh, I had all these ideas that were always in my head but I didn't want to put it out there because I don't want to make it seem like hey I'm better than you this is what I do and at the same time I understood what it was like growing up in a social media world world so for me I always had challenges where I'd be like Okay, like look at this guy on Instagram. He's Mm -hmm. doing some such like big things, right? But at the end at the end of the day I never really understood what that person's like outside of Instagram. Mm -hmm. So for a long time I didn't want to do any of it because I don't want anyone to feel like I was better than them in any way Uh, And to make other people feel that pressure like look at what this guy's doing and I'm not doing it Right. so for a long time, I didn't want to do it for that reason And when I did start doing it, I never, there's not a single post on there that I post where I just post it to post it for likes, right? Like I'm, of course, I'm always trying to somehow engage um, and somehow get
1: across to whoever it is on the other side that's viewing it. That's awesome. I like that. What would you say is like the biggest surprise that you've received in terms of responses you've gotten from Instagram because like you said right like your growth you've made from last year somewhere around 800 to reach the point where you are now and it's true I mean a lot of people nowadays are like oh let's think about numbers and then that's just one thing the other thing is okay well what are the conversations you're making on there yeah maybe what are some of the relationships that you've built from making those connections and if you could speak to that um there's
2: a lot of relationships it goes from like guys with over 300,000 followers to guys with just like 20 followers, right? Uh, at the end of it, there's, it's cool because everyone has their own unique story behind them. Um, and for me, I feel like there's a ton that people don't know about me, for instance. So there's certain things that I put out in videos on YouTube to start off. And people with similar uh, issues or similar problems and or obstacles would pick up on those things. So for you, for instance, if you didn't go through that, you might not pick up on that thing. But I had, I found it interesting when certain people would pick up on something and come to me and be like, Hey, I'm lost with this. I'm lost with that. I saw this in your video and it made me feel this type of way. Right. Mm -hmm. So for that, it was kind of cool seeing how I could get like a different uh, range of people just based on like the style of the video and what I was trying to go across. So it's been different. It's like, there's been guys that have like a ton of followers and are shitty people at the end of the day but then there's guys with like uh, like there's one guy uh, Mike Dunn he has over a 100,000 right this guy never asked me for anything ever always giving me shout outs always trying to help me or supporting me because Mm -hmm. he just likes how genuine I am and I didn't see anyone else I haven't met there's a few guys that I've met but he's one of those guys that are just like super genuine and like completely above Mm -hmm. me right he could easily be like who are you to me right but the fact that he treats me like I'm above him mm-hmm. makes me want to make sure that whoever's below me I'm gonna treat them the same way than mm-hmm. like whoever's above me.
0: So he's setting a good example for you to yeah um, for you for you for you to lead exactly. essentially at the end of the day yeah um, walk us through current um, before when you said you had 900 followers or even before that. Um, walk us through a little bit, just kind of tell a bit about yourself in terms of and walk us to the present day.
2: Um, so before that, I, like basketball has always been my life. I've had the constant struggle of trying to justify it with my parents. Um, especially culturally, like Kenny probably understands this a little bit, or you guys yeah, even. All of us. We're so all yeah, all is exactly. Life. <laughs> yeah.
0: We all came <laughs> on a boat,
2: man. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah, it was it it was a little bit tougher trying to justify it, but I knew it was something that I always wanted to do. Um, the the biggest thing for me was like I understood that basketball was coming to an end, mm-hmm. right? Like after college, that you might not everyone plays pro. Like that's my dream. I've had two offers, but nothing set in stone, right? Anything can happen. You could break a leg, so you have you need to have plans. So I remember. Um, I was going through I fractured my SI joint in my back. So I was out for a year and a half. And it was like the shittiest year of my Mm -hmm. or year and a half of my life. Um, I like completely like just gave up on so many things. I'd never left the house. I never talked to anyone. And I was just always in like, my little zone. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, And actually, for the most part, I was playing at Lethbridge before. When I came back, I didn't even tell anyone I was back. So I was just yeah. back, like people, wouldn't, people would see me in like a grocery store and be like, what the hell? <laughs> you don't see me right now. <laughs> like looking back in the portal, I'm like, yeah, it's me. <laughs> yeah. But I just tried staying quiet. And I remember there was one guy, so Devin Williams, he runs uh, 10,000 hours. Um, I know who he is. Yeah, so yeah. he came down here surprisingly for a camp. And I was hyped because this guy was the only motivation I had at the time to kind of get out of bed and be like okay let's go to the gym and try to work on something like i'm making my way back into playing mm-hmm. basketball again and i would he, at the time he had all these videos that you could just they're 15 seconds back in the day it was nice and short but like a bunch of different moves and i would just take those go into the gym and then just practice that move right. as, as long as i could yeah, you were learning from yeah. the videos and it went on and like i watched a series and out of nowhere, he's coming here, right? So I was, like, mind blown. I was, like, I get to, like, I was, like, starstruck, basically, when he was there. I was, like, holy crap, it's him. Nice. He's here. Yeah, so I was, like, I was honestly a huge fan. And, like, I have always had a creative side of me that I didn't know how to express. I never really liked talking to people. So with basketball, you get to meet a lot of people, but I was always the one who, like, I just want to play basketball. Like, I wasn't there to, like, do anything else. So, I felt like I had a lot of creativity but it was all like trapped and I didn't know how to express it mm. so I remember I used to buy a camera and not use it but I really I had like or I was too shy to use it right like I don't want to be the guy bringing around a camera Yeah. but um, there was a certain point where I was like I don't have I'm not talking to anyone right now anyway what, like am I trying to waste my time doing nothing but that's, that's what kind of drove me and it was one year when I was fasting so I'm up Opposite hours compared to everyone else. And I just sat in front of YouTube, learn something new every day. And for those 30 days, I'd just like, I would YouTube stuff, try it out, YouTube stuff, try it out until something made sense, right? right. Or like I got something, like the smallest little thing, and be happy about it, and then I'd pass out. And I'd wake up and try it all over try again. It again yeah. So slowly adding that, and like then just. Like, faking it until you make it, basically. So, I was yeah. like, oh, I'm, like, a big-time person in my head. Uh, so, I need to do it properly. So, I had, like, uh, Google Docs set mm-hmm. up and everything. And acting like I was, like, like how someone in Hollywood do it. Uh, obviously, it's not to that level. Yeah. But, like, that's how I wanted to set it up. Where, if I am doing it, I hate doing things um, at, like, a minimum. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's no point. Will Smith says, that's actually one of my favorite quotes, is um, the most commonly traveled road. Um is media or to mediocrity Mm -hmm. is fitting in basically. Right? Yeah. So everyone wants to just fit in, just be part of the pack.
1: Right the norm. Yeah. Right. But like the creativity comes outside of that. Yeah. So that's that's very unique I kind of want to pick your brain about that because when you say a lot of these things what stands out to me the most Karam is how this was all happening while you were injured right yeah so this 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 new passion that you've had for videography and photos yeah it it was happening through the fact that you really couldn't play at the time yeah and I was
2: actually getting back into it and I got re-injured so Wow I was just like up and down but I was yeah at that point I was just determined so when Dev came this is before when Devin came, Devin Williams, I didn't have a camera at that point. Mm. He came at the camp and I was like playing amazing, right? So I was doing everything I could um, and he liked me and he ended up um, posting like a video of me on his Instagram, which nice. at the time was like That's crazy. huge you know, right? for
1: you. Yeah, yeah like my amazing. idol yeah. just put yeah. me up. Huge, yeah.
2: And it was like, it was crazy because he was talking about how this person's doing something bad. The next video is someone doing something bad. This is someone... The, like examples of what not to do and yeah. then the video following that was uh, Him it said a uh, good shooters are able to shoot great shooters do this and then it just showed like a video of me So that happened like everyone at Edmonton thought it was crazy obviously, yeah um, Huge boost. And then he followed me on Instagram and then oh, we kind nice. of just like started talking That's back awesome. and forth and then when he come like the last time he was here I got to go to sushi with him, which oh, is, uh, yeah, is like kind of crazy. So. so,
1: you know what's funny is when you say all this, I think it's important for the audience to realize something, is I'm sure when it happened to you or when it happened to anybody who mm-hmm. plays a sport and an injury happens, it sucks, yeah. right? You feel like you're going down this deep hole of hell yeah. and you have no way or idea of how to get back up. Or you're you, you kind of you're paving a way and you feel like it's so far along the process. Yeah. But what you did is, is you, in a way, distracted yourself and, and used your time yeah. as, an, a, as a way to, to learn a new skill yeah. that supplemented your basketball career, yeah. right? And I think um, I'll ask you this is ever since you did that, I yeah. mean, how much, how much did that help you in terms of shaping basketball into a career for you? Because when we look at what you're doing now, you have basketball camps, you have audio and videography that you do for basketball players and that you do for yourself yeah. to get you out there yeah so how much did this skill help you in your career now
2: I mean for me I've always had uh, like a long term vision and yeah. a short term vision so my long term vision was always that at the time people are like oh why is this guy posting so much about this why is this guy posting so much about that because I yeah. so a player right so people are like as a player you guys we compete against other people. Mm-hmm. So it's, if you're posting videos of yourself, you're basically saying, I'm better than you and all the other players yeah. out there, right? It seems like that. Yeah. But really, the way I saw it is I, it's not for the players. It's for the younger guys to see what I'm doing. And eventually when I'm done, I can use me playing basketball as a platform yeah, to awesome. turn it into something at the end. Mm-hmm. So a lot of guys now, what, what I find is uh, they're done basketball, and now they're starting to get into what I got into years yeah. ago. But they're finding it hard, harder because they, they didn't build any foundation for it. So my idea before was if I'm playing uh, overseas basketball and I build an audience, even if it's small and slowly grows, and even if it doesn't do great, by the time I play pro, then maybe I have that audience come with me to a different part of the world. And maybe that's how it'll blow up. Mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So it was just like different ideas that I kind of always had in my head and I always kind of like planted the seed in there, wrote it down, wrote what I wanted, and figured out what I could do daily to get there rather than, oh, I have to do this and then just do everything at once. Yeah. So just kind of create like a, a realistic daily plan where yeah. if I get what I need to get done in the day, I'm one step closer.
0: Nice. So right. let's talk about that actually. Um, in terms of your your time management or, or yeah. daily structure, like. You know walk us through that like what happens when you open your eyes until you kind of close them
2: um so i've actually had and this is something that i've kind of been more open about uh was sleep depression or uh sorry insomnia and depression Mm. so i've had that since about grade three and i i didn't really understand it for the most part like stuff would happen like i'd feel like at the top of the world and at the bottom and then I just go back to regular life, right? Yeah. And it just, every time it happened, it came in waves. And the moment it passed, then I'm good for a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I never really understood it. We were, as a, like my family moved quite a bit. So we moved from Pakistan to uh, Abu Dhabi, uh, mm-hmm. what's it called? Uh, Dubai, and different places, like all over the world. Every year we're moving back and forth. So um, we moved to St. John's. Newfoundland, which is the first place that oh, we came to. Yeah. yeah, trust me. I had to learn English all over when I came to Everton. Yeah. <laughs> whole different language, today, right? Like, I can understand Next their English, way, right. man. Yeah. yeah,
0: their accent is, I don't know. It's yeah, different. it's like Next level. East, but where's the car? Yeah. <laughs> it's
2: like, what English did yeah. you say? <laughs> That's so what cool how you could
1: keep that with yeah. you now, yeah. right? Yeah. Change yeah. it up like that? Yeah. yeah.
2: So, um, yeah, so I moved to St. John's and I started, like, I started... I didn't really have many friends, obviously. Um, it's hard to, like, move into a different city. Mm-hmm. And in St. John's, I was realistically, like, one of the only brown guys, right? Yeah. At, especially in the school, like, schooling system. I remember Billy Lou. People are taking pictures of Billy Lou, this Chinese dude, oh, because he's, like, God. the only <laughs> Chinese dude. You're like, we're I don't want bus. that to be me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're on the bus. People are like, look, it's Billy Lou. <laughs> <laughs> That's brutal, man.
0: You know what? I recently found out, uh, I think it was St. um, that... They're starting to see, I think it was like a few months back, I read this news where they're starting to see uh, first early signs of uh, Chinatown. And to me, it was just such a weird concept because every city I've really gone to, they always have a Chinatown. Yeah. And then, Billy Lou started it. So to me, it it was really weird because I was just like, what? The first early signs of Chinatown? Like, how does yeah. that even look? Like, I was just confused. Yeah. One Asian store, and yeah. and then it just starts. Yeah, And wow. then they start taking over. Um, but
2: yeah, anyways. Yeah, so um, it was like kind of up and down. And long story short, um, my coach at Red Deer, he always said, if you don't have your life figured out from the outside, it's going to affect how you play, right? So mm-hmm. if you're not doing good in school, it's going to, no matter how good of a player you are, it's going to change how you play. Uh, if you don't have, like, relationship with your parents, with your girlfriend or whatever, um, it's going to affect some sort of your life on the court, even. Yeah, wow. Because a lot of you guys just think of it as that. And for me, I was at a time where I was trying to, like, figure everything out, and I went through different waves. So I actually attempted suicide five times prior to this. And then when my brother was born, I told myself I'd never do it again. Wow. Um, But... Yeah, so when it came to, damn, I didn't know. <laughs> Hold up, my phone. I'm going to get some water real quick. Yeah,
1: no worries, no worries buddy. Worries, yeah, it's crazy to hear when somebody, yeah. you know, on the outside looks like they're so happy, they're so successful. Everything seems like it's lavish. But mm-hmm. truth yeah. be told, everybody has some hardship to go through, through, right? Everyone has, it. has certain know. things that they go through. Yeah. And it must
0: be so, it must have been so difficult to take that basketball route especially us brown guys yeah to say like that's my thing and go basically against every thing you know, yeah. uh, that they believe in mm-hmm. so how did you how did you get through that and i guess talk about your experience and
2: so when it got to so after i told myself i'd never do it again i went through like quite a long time right mm-hmm. like but i could feel the waves come ways of it like i'm walking around i feel like i have this dark cloud over my head Mm. and i never really opened up about it at all and no one knew for the most part like i felt invincible because to me i'm just outgoing like if i wanted to be i can just be outgoing if i come to you and i show you that hey i'm this type of person i'm able to like sustain that the next time i see you Mm. so if it's, it was harder for me at times when I would be very normal with one say Kenny and then when I see you I'm very up there. Yeah. Then I was like I didn't know how to like deal with it when both Have you guys you both in the same room. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I think you're wow. just Wishing you won't. same Yeah. I mean not to that extent but like I could adjust but yeah. it was like definitely a challenge at the same time. But when it got to, um, I never really understood any of it all and I just like I didn't think it was a thing to be honest so to me like i would try it it wouldn't work and then the next time i tried to get more intense wouldn't work and slowly it got like more and more and more and um i remember when it got to um like my last year at red deer i wasn't sleeping three hours or three days in a row and i'd sleep eight hours the the fourth day and it just Totally, like I didn't know what was happening anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I'd be at practice coaches talking. I'm like, if we don't start running, I'm about to fall asleep. Standing yeah. And now. things so, can get a little cloudy when there's yeah. deprivation. So mode, right? I started getting delusional quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And I remember I couldn't wait for Christmas break because I was like, I just want to go home, and see my baby brother. Yeah. And I just saw it as like, if I see him, things kind of like, he's off a bit. So unfortunately, he wasn't there. He, my parents left to uh, Orlando. Oh, and then I was just had like all this free time. And me being stupid at the time, like I wasn't sleeping. And then I was trying to figure out every aspect of my life from grade three, up until then. Mm-hmm. Right. And it was just too much for me to handle
1: at once. And I was up like five days in a row. Did, um, did a lot of this Karam have to do with because I, I can relate to you in this matter, when I had a breaking point as I became a young adult being, mm-hmm. you know, like around 20. And yeah. I was like, okay, well, I have to ask myself, who am I? Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Like, that's the big question. Because I find that, you know, relating to you where you go to a certain group right you go you go to a group of people and you're like okay hey, i'm i'm this person around there okay yeah. I, I i fit that and then you go to another group and you're like okay i'm i'm this guy when i'm around there yeah but for me i was like okay hey, i learned that i can't do that anymore yeah i need to be one person yeah and i need to be able to look myself in the mirror and go kenny this is you and if certain people don't mesh with you well they, they don't deserve to be in your life. Yeah. And if certain people vibe with you, then okay, you'll be attracted to that. Yeah. So I'm wondering how maybe you can relate to that where if you reach the point where you're like, you know what, Karam? You're this, 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 and this. Stick to that. Yeah. As opposed to kind of. See, for me, I didn't really understand what I was either. Right? Yeah. Like I was just Tough. trying to
2: do everything at once. Um, at the time, I was dating. I dated this one girl for eight years. Wow. Um, and I didn't end up like I always, I never told her anything. I remember i typed type stuff out and she could kind of sense it. But I could never – she was, like, the one person at the time who would push me to do what I wanted to do. Awesome. So if it was, like, basketball, she'd, like, pursue it. Pursue right. It. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I felt like that kind of created a barrier, obviously. And it made things difficult. And I think now I think – I don't think we were meant to be together. Yeah. But I think the fact that we broke up made me realize that the one person at the time who was pushing me to do what I wanted to do, I just, I just lost that too, right? Mm. So I was thinking about, like – that that was the time that I tried figuring myself out and once I tried doing that it was just too overwhelming and then um that the the second semester I I remember like after I I tried it I had to go to hospital and then I had to like I knew I just to me like when that that would happen I'd get out of it and be like I'm good for like a year or two right yeah but this was like out of that mental state yeah so it happened And I woke up like two days later and I was like, like, I was still feeling that way. And then I realized, like, to me, the way, like, I'm not going to describe how I did it, but I had to get a lot of stitches and I had to, like, I took a lot of pills. Right. Mm -hmm. So to me, honestly, I don't know how I made it. But the fact that I made it, I was like, that was serious. Yeah. And like, if I don't tell anyone, the next time is going to be it. And then I had to, like, I was fresh out of that state of, like, regret. Yeah. So I was, like, I don't want to do that. But yeah. at the same time, my body wants to do it.
1: In a way, you were, like, so, the fact that I survived and,
2: yeah, so, and I made it through this. So
0: at that point, did were you, like you mentioned, you were in a state of regret. Like, at that time, did you go out and get external help? Or were you So at that, that time, external factor?
2: Um, My dad was coming back from Fort McMurray. Mm-hmm. And he was going to fly to Orlando where my family was. And I was going to be the only person not going to that trip. But then uh, the moment he saw me, he's like, sums up with him. So, like, I'm just going to – like, I heard him on the phone. He's like, I'm just going to bring him to Orlando, right? Yeah. He doesn't look too good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I got there, my mom realized I wasn't sleeping and all that. And when we got back, I had it all, like, typed out. And I couldn't sleep there at all. Um, but when I got back, I typed everything out. And I, like, just told my parents. And then I had to email my coach saying, uh, like letting him know that I, I don't want to come back second semester. Yeah. And but like he was really good about it. He changed all my classes to online because he's mm. like, I don't know how you're going to feel. I'm not saying for you to come back, but if you wanted to use it as a tool to feel better just because it's been a part of your life for so long, you can have that at the end. That's awesome so support I right I didn't come back so for the mm. first month, but then wow. after that, I was back. Yeah. So but after that year, yeah. I had to take that year off to really figure everything out. So I had like a lot of, before I'd never really, like if I had emotions, just push to the side, right? And then now that this last year, I just faced it all. And like, if I wanted to cry, I was going to cry. If I want to be angry, I'm going to be yes. angry. So whatever I'm feeling, I'm going through it and understanding it. Because I was taking all these pills, they're drying out my mouth. Mm-hmm. I feel numb every day. And I couldn't stand it. And when uh, fasting came, I was like, I just, I don't want to take anything. I just want to fast, right? Mm-hmm. And... I fasted and I felt better and me realizing I could get through those 30 days. Obviously, I was well aware of not getting back to that state. But I want to see how long he could go off of and I haven't really been
1: on anything That's since then. Good for oh, you. So just trying to figure it out. That's just right. it, hey. And I think you just answered it. But uh, I'd love if you could even elaborate on that because yeah. this is a very hot topic. You know, mental health being something now that mm-hmm. a lot of people go through but don't want to come out with. So I really respect the fact that you're yeah. talking about this, Karam. But let's say people out there, especially even athletes or even anybody else who's going through depression or anxiety, and when it's an athlete they feel like okay they can't be public about it mm-hmm. but they're fighting through it alone yeah what would be advice or something you could give them being that you went through that and seeing where you are now for them to to cope with it and eventually not have to deal with yeah you know the pills or that that mental anxiety that they constantly go through to decrease it
2: yeah right? so for me like i like the fact that i'm building up everything uh basketball wise yeah but i always get certain indicators with kids where they message me, hey, how do I get like my confidence up, for instance? And like the more I talk to them, you realize it's not only about basketball. And then I share certain experiences based off of that reaction, right? So if they're feeling a certain type of way, I share them and for me, I think it's very important to be open and let them know that someone that they have no idea went through this, went through this. Same thing that you're going through right now. Yeah. And if I'm able to open up to them, I'm, I want them to be able to open up to their parents right because it, I feel like the earlier you kind of in, uh, instill that into kids yeah. that it's okay to talk about this that yeah. it's fine to like understand it it happens there's nothing wrong with you but like the best thing to do about it is talk about it Yeah. and like family is going to be the best option I th- yeah. I find Yeah, I love that um, yeah. that's so true do
0: you obviously with your platform that you're building
2: right now I'm,
0: I'm 100% sure this is something you want to bring more awareness to yeah okay
2: yeah so uh i actually had like kenny's actually helping me out with my website currently nice. and we're working on that together but he i actually had a bell let's talk page kind of dedicated to it mm. that i haven't uh, that i forgot to mention huh. but uh that and um i like i want to do stuff with cancer and stuff with uh bell let's talk mm. so nice those That's are two awesome. things that i just really wanted to kind of tap into and turn into something where Somehow I'm able to, like, there's plenty of kids who play basketball in Edmonton, yeah. right? So just creating tournaments that is only for
1: a good cause. Like, just all that money gets donated mm. for certain things. Okay. This so, being a part of your motivation, Karam, I mean, yeah. what would be your, your go-to thing that makes you wake up every morning, right? Like, what would what would be your intrinsic motivation? Is it yeah. is it helping kids who are going through mental health? Yeah. Is it this subject matter that really matters to you? What is it exactly that makes you get up?
2: I think... That just happens within me. Like, for me, um, the people that I've met that are very genuine, mm-hmm. like, I, I, I pursue to be like them, right? Like, I, I want to be like them and role models for other kids. And at the same time, like, uh, for brown guys, for instance, like, I get tons of brown guys that want their, like, for instance, what brown guy do you know who's under six feet who's played pro out of Edmonton? Nobody. Right? Except Karam himself. Well, I haven't gone there yet. So yeah, yeah, getting there. Uh, my goal now is not only like before it all be about me. Like I need to do this for mm-hmm. me, right, to prove to all the people that I hate that I could do it, that I had mm-hmm. to fight off. But now it's more so like I want to be able to do it, so then I can. The next brown kid or the next kid in general can be like, oh, especially in our culture, like if he can do it and he's under six feet, it takes hard work to get there, not just excuses and excuses. like yeah. oh yeah well i'm not tall enough i'm not this enough right yeah. so there's certain things that like for instance so that um like I, I like creating pathways for other kids awesome um but not only with basketball but with mental health and anything so if anyone comes up to me and is open to me about anything or i even see anything i try to open up myself before asking them to open up to me. Nice, so, yeah.
1: Oh, it's amazing what that does, yeah, eh? Yeah. Immediately when you just yeah. say something personal about yourself, they're yeah. willing to dig it a little bit deeper to tell you more. Yeah. Exactly. Because yeah. it right? builds that trust, right? Yeah. I
0: mean, and
2: that's- but um, so that, that kind of just goes about my regular day. Like it's not something that wakes me up, it's just something that I love to do. Mm. But what wakes me up is seeing how hard my dad's worked uh, even at this age, he has his own company out in Fort McMurray now. Nice. Um, but I understand how much of a struggle it is to run your own company, right? Yeah. So I see him at, I don't know how old he is, he's lied to saying he's 50 for like, I don't know how many years <laughs> But I'm going to say 55 because that's yeah, what I think right, it is. Right, right. <laughs> right. You yeah, just right. said 50 <laughs> for a good yeah. year. Yeah. Yeah, We've yeah, had yeah. the I same had cake years. over yeah. and over again. Same cake. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's hilarious. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, just seeing what he's doing now. And understanding like culturally, especially foreigners who come, they're instilled into working really hard, right? And I feel like they don't get the same amount of time as they would with their family because that's what their parents did and that's what they're used to. So for me, what really motivates me is being able to turn my dreams into reality and then being able to work really hard now so then i can spend time with my future family mm-hmm, at 35 nice. yeah so i don't want to be and i want to be able to help my dad out by starting this into something uh, that not only helps people uh, personally but also helps me be financially stable enough to help my parents out Got it. so i love that that's cool so man
0: when when you when you're up and again i do want to discuss time yeah. management uh, that's something yeah, that i think about that too yeah that's something that to, you know i'm i'm focusing on and trying to figure out so in terms of your time management like how do you kind of set up your day um, where you are able to get do a lot of things within that day because I you know I see your stories and stuff and you're constantly doing something Um, so how do you how do you set your day up where you're able to squeeze
2: Um, everything in yeah squeeze Uh, everything
0: in and also like squeeze the best out of it you know
2: so I was actually um, talking to my girlfriend about this but no matter what like if I get two hours of sleep, there's gonna be some, some days where I get two hours. So I, I'm very conscious of my sleep patterns because of my previous history. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I understand that like no millionaire or anyone higher up has gone through life sleeping eight hours every night. Yeah. Right? Like there's gonna be yeah. some nights where you just have to work harder than others. Yeah. But at the same time, the fact that I enjoy doing what I do mm-hmm. makes, it, makes me motivated to like, I'm excited for the next day in, uh, in certain ways Obviously I get exhausted sometimes But I always kind of plan it out I used to wake up at 4.45 every morning No matter what If I sleep at 3am I'm still waking up 4.45 mm. And I loved waking up at 4.45 Up until 7 Because at that time No one's awake Yeah, I can get everything I need to get done Without anyone shooting me a message Hey can you get this done yeah, Can you get that done mm-hmm. um, And then I take a nap from 7 till like my next, so I try to set up to where I start my day at nine a.m. Mm-hmm. That way I can I can take a nap in between, yes. but that way up until seven I'm clocking in from four forty-five, and that was something that I found at four forty-five. What are you gonna do? You have no one to text. Yeah. yeah, you don't need to. You're too. You just want coffee, and when you have coffee, you don't need to watch TV or anything. Yeah, like yeah. you just have a little bit of coffee. You're sitting down, and then you have stuff planned that needs to get done, and I find. For me, time management wise, before the reason I'd stay up was because I wanted to do everything, right? Now I've realized that things can wait till the next day. Nice. And I, obviously, I'm not going to be as efficient. So I take things, I usually plan it out. I have a um, a whiteboard planner yes. where I just kind of can see physically because I find on your phone, if you put it there, you can easily just like delete it. Like it yeah. never happened, right? Yeah. But on that planner, you see it, and you're like, "Oh, i was supposed to get that done. I didn't get it done." You see it, and like I don't know what it is, but like crossing something out or erasing it—it's <laughs> it's a, it a good is an feeling. Uh, yeah, board
0: next door and we, it's like, "Good." S- so cross exactly. things out or remove them, and it's always a good feeling. So,
2: so yeah. I usually have it set up that way, and I prioritize like obviously work, but when it comes to I'm trying to do something more where if family or like girlfriend or any anyone personal needs time then that's first priority and everything else can wait till after because at the end of the day those things are still going to be there tomorrow yeah so i try to put value over people and feelings a little bit I love that. not to the extent where hey you want to hang out then i'm like yeah sure let's <laughs> hang out <laughs> <laughs> relationship <don't> yeah. <laughs> yeah but like yeah. hey i need this from you like i like this would mean a lot this and this yeah i'm like okay yeah i can push this aside um, but I'm still trying to find a balance. So me and Kenny had a talk earlier, um, and I think about a month and a half ago, about time management and just kind of setting how I go about my day. And I think as perfect as it might seem on Instagram and everything, once again, it's not like yeah, I go through the same thing where – I go through the same struggles everyone else goes yeah, through. absolutely. And there's days where I'm mad because I feel like I wasn't as efficient. And there's days where I just like – Like, when I went to Red Deer recently, I was like, this is the first time I've sat and watched Netflix for, like, more than (laughs) an hour, right? (laughs) It was crazy to me. Sometimes you need that, though, man. But, like, that entire day, I had so much to do. But I was like, I'm just going to watch Netflix all day with my teammates. Yeah. And that's all I did. Team bonding, So it was like, obviously, mentally, you need a reset every now and then. But just kind of understanding that, just like I said, going day by day. So I, I don't look... The next day. So if if it's Tuesday, I'm looking at Wednesday next. I'm not looking at Thursday. Got it. Okay. So I plan it up and set it up that way. Yeah. But no effort is going towards Thursday. It's only for Wednesday mm-hmm. until Wednesday's done. There you go. And I know the like I, if I written it down, then why would I write it down um, if it isn't going to help me? Right. Exactly. Like I'm writing it now down because this time. is what I need to do. Yeah. And if I would kind of go mm-hmm. about that and just focus on that, because before. There's been times where I'm like, man, I need to do this, I need to do that, and then all of a sudden I'm too flustered and I'm like, I'm just going to have pizza and go to bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And,
0: and I feel like that personally happens to me yeah. quite often where it's like I'll have certain things, and I don't know if you guys ever feel that way, but I'll have like certain things and then I feel like I get overwhelmed because yeah. of everything that I need to get done, and yeah. then I'm just like, screw it, let's scroll through Instagram. Yeah, or let's watch something on YouTube. Yeah, so or I'll start and, in a little bit. Yeah, instead of like trying to do it all, I'll just like, yeah, yeah. Get, get distracted and watch other things and not actually do it. And then it goes on to the next day. And then it, yeah. it kind of piles up. So that's one of the struggles I find that I personally go through is like the time management skill and, and not just being busy, but also like being productive within that day. Yeah, so yeah. You can squeeze everything out right and so. that's
1: what it is man because imagine you have to fit in so many other things in between you got to fit in your meals you have to fit in maybe a phone call here and there right so yeah. it's funny when we compare it like how it looked when we went to school it'd be it'd be madness if they told us okay guys just to make your day a little shorter and to be a little bit more productive we're gonna go from nine thirty to 2 but no breaks and it's gonna be back-to-back learning but you're out of here by two Everyone would be like, oh, great. But by weekend, everyone would be miserable because yeah, yeah. we as human beings, we need some breaks in between, yeah, yeah. right? So there's nothing wrong with going hard for 50 minutes or a workout, yeah. then going, okay, I'm going to take 10 minutes to chat with some buddies, yeah. recharge, and then go back at it again. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Having those breaks in between matters. So. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's definitely,
2: see. there's been, obviously there's going to be days where you got to grind it out, yeah. but- A mental reset is definitely key.
1: Yeah. Well, coming towards the end of this podcast here, Karam, I think last thing we'll ask you is, uh, you know, we discussed a lot about uh, certain things that not a lot of people knew what you went through, which was awesome. I appreciate you sharing that. Mm -hmm. Another thing we discussed was obviously your basketball career and how that's flourishing. Maybe if you can talk a little bit about, you know, certain things that you feel like no one really knows about you or about personally, something that is something you do with your free time or Anything you feel like people deserve to know about you outside of the lavish lifestyle that you live through basketball? (laughs) Um,
2: It isn't anything too crazy like my downtime. I really love spending time with family and friends Mm. and uh, for me It's gone to what I really like doing and I've actually started doing it with my baby brother as well because we're so connected to social media is here's a little tip that I use for with my creative process is I find like I see my baby brother. I'm like, he's so creative like but he's on his phone all the time So I have always I like doing this one thing where you can find plenty of meditation music on yeah. YouTube, right? Yeah, so I put headphones on him. I tell him close your eyes and start imagining things right like create a story in your head right now and Visualize it for 20 minutes. Mm. So I put a 20 minute timer on he has his eyes closed He's hearing <laughs> all this stuff That's all so these cool. different sounds and then you can see him smile and he's like going through like a different experience of like creating something without using a device. Right. Mm. So it helps, it forces him to use his brain without any like uh crutch for instance. Mm. So he'll come up with like the craziest stories and like write it all down and he just loves it. it. And, but it's something that I've personally liked doing as well. And before I used to, so I like doing that in my free time a lot. Um, I need to do more of it because it does like, honestly, the more you hear things, uh, such as I am affirmations. So I don't know if you guys have heard of that. So my baby brother, when he gets upset with things, he's like, um, man, I, I am so bad at this. I'm so, uh, bad at gym. I'm the worst at this. And like you, you constantly say it over and over again that your brain, you like your subconscious mind actually never sleeps. So yeah. like that's what creates your dreams. Mm-hmm. And your subconscious mind can actually, can't differentiate between reality and imagination. Mm-hmm. So if you say to yourself, hey, I'm the best person in the world, you might not believe it, your conscious mind doesn't believe it, but your subconscious mind's like, I don't know if that's real or if it's imagination, right? Mm-hmm. So slowly instilling positivity into your brain, I find helps you in the long run. It might not do anything in the short term, mm-hmm. but like over a period of time, just like I said with day by day, it adds building blocks and then eventually you feel more uh, at peace and like you kind of understand. You figure yourself out more because you're you're repeating stuff, stuff to yourself that you don't know what you want. Like I'm going to be great at basketball. I'm going to be good at writing. I'm going to be good at this or I'm happy, mm-hmm. for instance, right? So I used to do that stuff all the time and I found like even if I didn't believe it, there'd be times where I'm like this is so dumb yeah. to me, right? Yeah. But I just did it anyway. Because,
0: because you sound like a crazy
2: person yeah. sitting
0: there, like i am great so I like i i'd servant. say it in my head
2: yeah and i always have the lights off but i found that that was something that kind of like i enjoyed it because it disconnected me from mm-hmm. everything else and i was able to create something and that's where a lot of my uh, ideas come from nice little dark room lights yeah. are off i'm hearing a bunch of different uh nice peaceful sounds and that's how that's how like the starting process before creating something new
1: kind of comes for me that's awesome Karam I love it that's fantastic I think uh, last thing we'll go with here Karam is if you have any special shout outs to anybody or any team that you've been working closely with and then we'll wrap it up from there definitely arc and Pivotal Physiotherapy Nice. Rod's Dylan baby
2: he is the man and shout out to Elite Athlete Training Systems on Spruce yeah. Grove. So I had like a great off-season with him. Awesome. And it was crazy. But without Pivotal and Arc uh, being side-by-side side with that journey, none of it kind of would have gone together. Mm. So it was even great because uh, Eats kind of communicated back and forth with Pivotal and Arc and asked, hey, like, is his hip tight? His hip is tight here, so if you guys can uh, focus on this. So it was like kind of back and forth. Mm-hmm. It, was, awesome. it was pretty neat. Um, and then Sultan Management Group. There that's it, why it is. pops. Yeah, that's <laughs> big daddy baby. Yeah. yeah, that's
1: where we get the food on the table, <laughs> exactly. right? Yeah. No, that's awesome, man. Yeah. Good stuff. Well, you know what? We'd like to take the time to thank you for coming out. Appreciate you, you know, guys having yeah. me. Thank you. We for, understand.
0: Uh, yeah, thank you for all you talked about and yeah. opening up
1: and bringing that. That moment. was great. Yeah. yeah. Sweet man, thank you. Go get them Tiger. You got a birthday party to yeah, go. I go got. To. got yeah. Appreciate yeah. your time, right, man. man. Thank you. Appreciate. it